Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Isaiah chapter 5, reading from verse number 13, the Bible tells us, Therefore my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Their honorable men are famished, and their multitude dry up with thirst. Therefore Sheol has enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure. Their glory and their multitude and their pumps, and he who is jubilant shall descend into it. Now this verse of the scripture tells us the devastating effect of ignorance in the life of the people of God. The Bible tells us that ignorance results in number one. It brings captivity. My people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Number two, it tells us that ignorance results in deprivation. Their honorable men are famished. The Bible says number three, that ignorance results in loss. It said that, and their multitude dry up with thirst. And in verse number 14 of the same chapter, the Bible tells us that when we see, we see that ignorance strengthens the power of the enemy against us. Ignorance strengthens the power of the enemy against us. Therefore, Sheol has enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure. And then finally, we see that ignorance consume the ignorance. Ignorance consumes the ignorance. The Bible said their glory and their multitude and their pomp, he who is jubilant shall descend into it. That is why Proverbs chapter 4, reading from verse number 8, tells us, it said, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. And the preacher in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, reading from verse number 16, tells us, he said, then I said, Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than the weapons of war. In other words, the Lord Almighty is telling us that when we continue to live our life in captivity, if we keep to our life of ignorance, you will find out that it's very difficult for us to be able to take advantage of the things that God had in store for us. And that's why he told us, he said, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, we need to get wisdom. And in all our getting, we get understanding. And the same particular idea is expressed for us in the book of Ecclesiastes again. And that Ecclesiastes 9.16 said, Wisdom is better than strength. In other words, it's not by power, it's not by might, but the wisdom of the Almighty God is what brings results into our life. In verse number 18 of that same chapter, he said, Wisdom is better than the weapons of war. And the question is why? Why is wisdom the principal thing? Why is wisdom better than strength? Why is wisdom better than the weapons of war? If you go back to verse number 8 of Proverbs chapter 4, the Bible tells us there. They say, exalt her, that is exalt wisdom, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace. 
a crown of glory she will deliver to you. In other words, when you embrace wisdom, which is the application of knowledge, it says it will promote you. That means wisdom promotes. Number two, the Bible says wisdom brings honor into your life. It says exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor. Not only that, the Bible tells us that she will place on your head an ornament of grace. In other words, wisdom brings favor. The more you walk in the wisdom of the Almighty God, the more the favor of the Almighty God is released upon your life. The Bible also tells us, it says, wisdom has a way of glorifying the individual that embraces it. It says, a crown of glory will she deliver unto you. And then most importantly, the Bible tells us that wisdom has a way of delivering the people that have it. When wisdom enters into thy heart and the knowledge is pleasant unto you, he said, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the ways of evil men, from the man that speak forward things. That's what wisdom does. It has a way of delivering the people who have embraced it in their life. Wisdom has a way of positioning us for a life in command. When you have a deep understanding of things and you are able to apply your knowledge in the area of concern, it has a way of putting you in command of that particular area. So you see, my brothers and sisters, to successfully live this Christian life and to walk with God and get the desired result that we are looking for, we need divine wisdom and understanding. We need the wisdom to understand what the Lord has made available for us as individuals, as a family, and as a church, if we are going to enjoy them. And in Mark chapter 4, Jesus Christ trying to give us an understanding of why we need wisdom, or how the kingdom of God operates. In Mark chapter 4, reading from verse number 11, the Bible tells us, He said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, that means people who are outside of the faith, People who have not yet accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He said, but unto them who are without, all these things are done in parable. Now look at verse number 12. He said, that seeing they may see and not perceive. And hearing they may hear and not understand. Lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven of them. In other words, the Lord is saying, there is a way that this particular journey that we are taking, this kingdom that we now belong to, he said there is a way it operates. And the way it operates is that it operates by the mistress. He said it is given unto the children who are already associated with the kingdom, who are already born again, to know the mistress of the kingdom. In other words, access to the secret of the kingdom, access to divine information, is what a believer needs to successfully navigate this Christian journey. When you have access to the revelation of heaven, when you have access to the mysteries of the kingdom, you begin to navigate your Christian journey in a more successful way. This means that if you are ignorant of the kingdom secrets, if you don't know how the kingdom of God operates, if you have no access to the information within the kingdom, if you have no access to information that transforms your life, if you don't know those truths, the Bible is telling us that the enemy will take advantage of us and we will become the victim of Satan's lie. When you don't know the truth about how the kingdom of God operates, when you don't know the truth about what God has made available for you, when you don't know the truth about the things that God has given to you as your own inheritance, the child of the kingdom, you become a victim of the lies of the devil. Because we don't know the truth about the things that pertain to us. 
But when we gain access to that truth, when we have access to divine information, when we understand what is being released to our care, what you find is that our understanding is released and victory follows our lives. Once you have that information, once you know the truth about the situation and the circumstances, once you know the truth about what God has made available for you, victory follows. And that is why our Lord Jesus Christ said in John chapter 8, in verse number 32, he said, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. When you know the truth, it has a way of liberating you. When you know the truth, it has a way of freeing you from the encumbrance of the enemy. It has a way of delivering you from the lies of the enemy. The unfortunate thing is that there are many faithful children of God who are still prey in the hands of the enemy. There are many believers in the body of Christ today who still fall victim to the lies and to the devices of the enemy. And we begin to wonder, why? Why are these faithful children of God devastated by the devil on a daily basis? Why are they tormented by the many afflictions that the enemy brings their way? And the common response that we get from the church is that the afflictions that we experience is the work of the devil. Yes, it's the devil's work. Something happens to us, we say, yes, it's the devil's work. The church is quick to blame the devil for the horrors that many of the believers face on a daily basis. But the Bible tells us something. In the book of Hosea chapter 4, Hosea chapter 4, reading from verse number 6, it tells us, it says, my people are destroyed. Not because of the devil. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt not be priest unto me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the laws of thy God, I will also forget your children. I want you to notice very carefully in that verse of the scripture. That there the Lord is telling us. The Bible is saying that the destruction, the captivity, the affliction that the people of God experience on a daily basis primarily is not because of the devil. It's saying that all the things that many of the people in the church are facing, most of them are not from the devil. The Bible is saying the real reason why many born again spirit-filled children of God are going through difficult situations is because of lack of knowledge. We just don't know what we don't know. And because we don't know, the enemy takes advantage of us. So the Bible is telling us from that book of Hosea that number one, the problem that we face in life is because of lack of knowledge. Number two, it is because of the rejection of knowledge. We want to do things our way and so we reject the way that God has outlined. Number three, the Lord Almighty is telling us very simply from that part of the scripture that we forget the laws of God. He said, we forget the laws of God. That's why we get into the situation where we find ourselves. We previously pay attention to what the Lord Almighty is doing when we need something from him. But as soon as we get what we want and we get comfortable and we begin to think that we are okay, sometimes we become presumptuous and we simply stop paying attention. And the Lord is saying that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because they have rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no more priest unto me. Seeing that thou has forgotten the laws of thy God. I will also forget your children. So the problem that we have is the problem of the rejection of knowledge because we want to do it our way. And the problem of forgetting the laws of God. We know better, so why do you pay attention to those old, old ways? So the devil is usually not the problem in the life of a believer. The real problem is ignorance. When you refuse to know what has been made available and when you decide to forget what God has made available for you. Now, please understand me before we go on. 
I am not saying that the devil is not responsible for the evil that afflict man. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that we give the enemy an advantage in our life when we do not do what we are supposed to do. Or when we do not even know what we are supposed to do. You give the enemy an advantage. We give the enemy an advantage in our life when we fail to do the things that we are supposed to do. In other words, our real problem is ignorance of what we must do to have dominion over the devil and over the circumstances of life. A person says I'm broke, but refuses to manage his finances and then blames the devil for wasting his money. A person begins to live a life that does not glorify the name of the Lord. The marriages are falling apart. Relationships are falling apart. They are not able to get promotion at work. And they keep blaming the devil, but they forget that the way they speak, the way they talk to people is a problem. So when we do not do what we are supposed to do, or we do not understand what is supposed to be done, we give the enemy an advantage. And the solution to ignorance is knowledge obtained from good information. That's the solution to any ignorance, is when you obtain knowledge from good information. very first thing that the Bible tells us about Jesus Christ, that was highlighted about Jesus Christ, was his knowledge and his understanding. You look at the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 46. The Bible said that he came to pass. And after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And look at verse number 47. The Bible tells us there that all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and wisdom. So wisdom and access to good information characterized the life of our Lord Jesus Christ even from the very first time he was introduced to us in scripture. That throughout his earthly ministries, you will notice that wisdom, knowledge and understanding was central to his ministry. The people that encountered him always marveled at his wisdom. Look at Matthew 22, 22. The Bible says when they heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. They just could not counter the wisdom of the Almighty God. And the last thing Jesus Christ did before he ascended into heaven, the Bible makes us to understand that he opened the wisdom and the understanding of his disciples so that they can understand the scripture. Look at the book of Luke chapter 24. Luke 24, 45. The Bible tells us there, Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scripture. And as you read down, that was the last thing he did before he told them to go and wait in Jerusalem. And then he was taken from their presence and ascended into heaven. So you see, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding was central in the life and in the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. The question is, why is ignorance a problem for the believer? Why is ignorance a problem for the believer? Why is it important that all we as the children of God should be informed? Ignorance is a problem because ignorance is a very, very costly thing. Ignorance is very, very costly and it's also very, very deadly. You used to hear when people say, what you don't know won't hurt you. My brothers and sisters, what you don't know can kill you. Because if you take the wrong medication, you might see the different stories happening. So ignorance is a problem because ignorance is costly and deadly. Ignorance is a problem because ignorance enslaves and it shackles. The Bible says that my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Number three, ignorance limits and restricts. Many of us are not able to make progress in our career. We are not able to make progress in our relationship because we do not have the knowledge or the understanding of what makes for a good relationship, of what makes for advancement in career. So ignorance limits and it restricts. Ignorance also steals and it destroys. The Bible tells us that there are honorable men are famished and their multitude dry up in thirst. When you don't know, the enemy can cheat you. When you don't know, the enemy can destroy the work of your hand. When you don't know, the enemy can take advantage of you. 
And most importantly, ignorance is a problem for the believer because ignorance emboldens the enemy to act against us. Because when you know that somebody does not know, what happened? You tell them any kind of story you want to tell them. When the enemy knows that we do not know our rights, do not know our identity in Christ, do not know what God has made available for us, what happened? He can take it, but because you don't know. So the enemy is emboldened to act against our life. That's why ignorance is very dangerous. But on the flip side, ignorance is destroyed when we have access to the right information. Ignorance is destroyed when you equip yourself with the right information. The reason is because the right information has a way of illuminating our hearts. When you get the right information, it has a way of pointing light into your heart. And then it begins to show you what you need to do. That's why the Bible tells us that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When the Lord begins to open your eyes to see things, you find out that your eyes begin to open. And you wonder, why have I been sitting down here for a long time? Why have I not taken advantage of all this? It's because your understanding was not enlightened. But now that you have access to information, it illuminates your heart. Number two, information motivates you to action. The Bible tells us in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. He said, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablet that he may run who reads it. You know what the Bible is saying? Write the vision. The information from heaven that you download into your spirit. He said, write it down and make it plain on the tablet so that he may be motivated into action when you read it. In other words, when you have understanding of what God has made available for you, when you know that you are not supposed to be on the sickbed, when you know that the Lord Almighty will meet you at the point of your need, when you know that the Lord Almighty has empowered you and has seated you in heavenly places far above principalities and power, it has a way of motivating you. It has a way of encouraging you. It has a way of strengthening you. When you know what is made available for you, there is this motivation to action. You are motivated into action because you know that it's just something is coming. Information has a way of illuminating the heart and motivating us into action. But not only that, information has a way of transforming your life. The information you expose yourself to has a way of transforming your life. Many of us knew our lives before we became Christian. But as we expose ourselves to the word of God, what does the word of God do? He begins to cleanse us. He begins to wash us. The Bible tells us in John 15 verse 3, He said, Now are ye clean through the word I have spoken unto you. The word has that power to cleanse you, to purge you, to wash you. And the more you listen to the word, the more it transforms you into the image of the living God. So the word has the ability to illuminate. It has the ability to motivate you into action. It has the ability to transform your life. The question is, what kind of information has that power to illuminate your spirits? Has that power to motivate your spirit into action? Has that power to transform your life? What kind of information has the power to break the hold of the enemy over our life? What kind of information? My brothers and sisters, the kind of information that has the power to break the hold of the enemy is the kind of information about our identity in Christ. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 tells us, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praise of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous lights. For people who have always heard the message of depression, the message of rejection, the message that they are not good enough, 
When the Lord Almighty brings them in and tells you, you are my son, you are my daughter, you are a royal priesthood, you are a holy nation, you are a peculiar person, somebody that is important to me, you are one of the people that have inscribed on the palm of my eye, I regard you as the apple of my eye, you are valuable to me. But just like the psalmist said, he said that I am fearfully and wonderfully created. When you have that information, nobody can tell you that you are trash. Nobody can put you down. The devil cannot convince you into going into depression because you think you are not good looking. Because the Lord Almighty already gave you a picture. He tells you who you are. That you are something that is special to him. He loved you so much, he left his throne in heaven to come and die for you. That is how important you are to him. If you have that information at the back of your mind, it changes everything. Changes the way you look at yourself. Changes the way you relate to life. But if you don't have that information, what happens? The enemy tells you you are useless. He said that you are good for nothing. That you are not very good. That you are ugly. Nobody loves you. Nobody wants you. And then what happened? It sends you down into depression because you are now entangled in his web. So the information that transforms is the information about our identity in Christ. Number two, the information that transforms is the information about our position in Christ. The Bible says that he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means you are now far above all the activities of this earth. You are now far above all the activities of the enemy. You are now far above all the calamities and all the things that the enemy is telling you. When you have the information that Christ has set you at a higher level, the information that transforms is the information about your authority in Christ. That you are no longer a victim. That you are not powerless. That you are not somebody that the enemy can push up and down. The Bible tells in the book of Luke chapter 10. If you read verse 19, it says, Behold, I give unto you power. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It means there's no fear. It means there's no more intimidation of the enemy. It means that the enemy can no longer toss you up and down. When you have the information that Christ has given you authority and has made you to have power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. What is the information that transforms? The information that transforms is the information about your inheritance in Christ. When you now know that you have the inheritance in Christ, that your father is the owner of the cattle on a thousand hills, that your father is the one that created the heavens and the earth, that is the one that decreed thing that nobody can change, that is the one that spoke the end from the very beginning, that is the one that declares and nobody can turn around, that is the one that opened and nobody can show. When you know you have that inheritance in Christ, the Bible tells us, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. If you know that Christ has prepared a place for you, he changes everything. When you have the information that you have an inheritance in Christ, an inheritance that is incorruptible, an inheritance that the enemy cannot steal, an inheritance that nobody can touch, that it is reserved for you, it changes the way you see life. It changes the way you relate to life. And there also, the information that transforms our life is the information about our victory in Christ. Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in verse number 57, it says, But thanks be to God, who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There is victory already. The enemy has already been defeated. You are the ones in Christ and you have already been given that particular victory. So the enemy can no longer harass you. Just like you are about to go and play a football game. And you already know the score. You already know the score that you have won. You'll be laughing at the guy as they are running up and down because you know you've already won it. It gives you confidence when you know you have victory in Christ. When you know the enemy cannot touch you. 
When you know that there's a hedge of protection around you. When you know that whatever the enemy does, it will always fail. Because the Christ that lives in you is greater than the enemy that is in the world. When you know that, it changes everything. So seeing that we have that information about our identity, about our position, about our authority in Christ, about the victory that we have in Christ, the question is how do we access this information? How do you access this information? My brothers and sisters, you access this information that puts you in command through an exploration of scripture. Exploration of scripture. And that is why you have to read the Bible. It is not just reading the Bible for information. It's reading the Bible for the treasures that God has made available for us in it. Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all you're getting, get understanding. How do you access this information? You access this information through the application of the knowledge that you find. If you don't apply the knowledge, it is useless for you. Bible tells us wisdom is the principal thing, just like I said. But you will remember the Bible tells the book of John. John chapter 1, it said that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, even the glory of the only begotten Son. Until the word of God that you explore becomes flesh in your body, becomes flesh through experience, becomes flesh through application, it doesn't produce the results. It will not produce the results. So how do you access the information that transforms your life? The first thing is through exploration of scripture. Number two, through acquisition of knowledge. And then number three, through the application of that knowledge. You have to apply it. For you to be able to get the results. And when that is done. That is when you begin to see the result in your life manifested. When you have explored. When you have acquired. And when you have applied. Then the result begin to manifest in your life. But many of us do not seek this information. Because of the deception of the enemy. The enemy tells us it is too difficult. The enemy tells us it is boring. After all, I mean, if you really want to sleep at night and you're having difficulty, open the Bible. You will fall asleep. There's no question about that. Especially if you really want to enjoy the one that will put you to sleep quickly, read Leviticus. That one will take you straight. But the point I'm making is that many of us do not explore these things because of the deception of the enemy. It is too difficult. I don't understand it. Yes, there's contradiction. A thousand and one reasons the enemy will give to us not to read the scripture. So many of us do not seek the transforming information from the word of God because of the deception of the enemy and because of the weakness of the flesh. That is a very polite way of talking about laziness. The weakness of the flesh. Because we don't want to do this. It is difficult to read these things. It is difficult for you to do it consistently. But those who overcome the limitations of deception, who overcome the limitations of the flesh, they reap the fruit of the transformative knowledge that comes from the word of God. So in closing, the question that comes to mind is who is that person that can truly access the information that transforms and gives us victory over the enemy? Who can access it? My brothers and sisters, the one who can access the information that causes us so that we are no longer victims to the enemy is a diligent student of the word of God. Bible tells what Paul was writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, reading from verse number 15. He says, study to show yourself approved of God. A workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There has to be diligence. It is not something we do today and we don't do for the next four weeks. It is not something that you do today and then you forget about it. It is diligent. Who can access the transforming information? It is the person who is a diligent student of the word of God. The man who will access the information that will give him victory over the enemy and over the works of man in his life is the one that is deliberate and intentional in the meditation of the word of God. There is one thing to study the word of God. 
There's another thing to meditate upon the word of God. The Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 1, reading from verse number 8. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Meditation simply means that you take the word that you have access and then bring it back up. It's like regurgitating the word and then chewing it over slowly so that you can understand what the word of God is saying. And that's why I tell the people when I study the Bible, I study by asking questions. What is this that the Lord is saying? Why is he telling us this? What is the importance of this thing? What is the danger of not doing what the Lord is talking about? That is how you study the scripture. You meditate upon it. You ruminate over it. You chew it over and over and over so that you can begin to understand what the Bible is saying. So how you access the information is number one, through diligent study of the word of God. Number two, the person that will access the information must be intentional and deliberate about the word of God that they are receiving. Number three, the man who will access the information that will give him victory over the enemy is the man who prays the prayer of enlightenment. You pray the prayer of enlightenment. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.